Welcome to Dice and Pixels Podcast, episode two. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Alex from Level Up Dice, and we are going to be going through and reviewing Zenith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is Puck. This is, this is Puck. And I think there. we've just worked out why Cubal always sounds louder than me. I'm not. Because, see, I'm talking and you're yelling. I'm not yelling. <laughs> Cue uh, the fucking intro. <laughs> Down to it. How did you go the other day, Puck, on your um, event? Oh, you talked on the weekend. Yeah. Oh, hang on. The and ev- then, I'll t- then I'll tell everyone how I went at the event I was supposed to be at. Yeah. No. Okay. So we had the Storm King event on uh, Sunday. So uh, Storm King's Thunder launch. Uh, of course, that's the new storyline from uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so that was great. We had uh, I think about 40, 42-ish people turn up. Um, uh, we were running six tables, and it was oh so good. Um, so of course, my table was clearly the best. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we of got course. and we got all the way through all of the content that was planned, which was fantastic. Uh, but uh, that was great. Uh, big thanks, of course, to uh, to our DMs. Um, uh, we've plastered their pictures and photos of the event all over uh, our Facebook page. Uh, if you head on over to DutchPotato.com uh, or just go to what, Facebook and search for Dutch Potato Gaming, you're uh, likely to, to be one of the only Dutch Potato Gamings on Facebook. Yeah, I would imagine. Funnily enough, uh, and of course we had the event last night, which was a fan. Fantastic. Where was that one? That one was at Couch Dessert and Cocktail Bar oh, in a South Bank. Uh, so Brisbane, of course, for anyone not in Brisbane. If you haven't been to Couch... Come to go- Brisbane just to go to Couch. Oh my God, go it to It is couch. literally the only good thing about Brisbane. It's phenomenal. <laughs> they, ma- <laughs> they made... I'm not wrong. They made us a custom cocktail uh, called a uh, fizzy lifting drink, which of course was... Uh, a reference back to Willy Wonka, um, and it was uh, uh, per- it was some alcohol called Parisio, which I have no idea what that is. I know what that is. Oh, you do? Cool. Yeah. It was Parisio, Brizi- uh, blue curacao cream, and lemonade, and then they put uh, sprinkles on the top. Uh, I wow! I had seven of them. It was great. <laughs> were you alive by the end of the night? Yeah. You were more alive than you've ever been before. A drunk DM is a good DM. Um, what we're going to do is the next couch event, we're actually going to run in December. Um, so in December, we are going to do a special Christmas one. So uh, I'm sure the guys over at Couch will be more than happy to design us a Christmas themed d and I already have a um. campaign for it uh, uh, where it's basically the theme of it is uh, Santa is not a good guy and you have to hunt down Santa. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, My no, every look- dream come true. You had a more successful weekend than I did. Mm. Much more successful. Um, as anyone that was listening last week would know, we had the, uh, there was the 48 hour gaming comp on last weekend at uh, QT Kelvin Grove. Did you which- go? Did you have oh, a good time? Oh yeah, I know I intended to go. In fact, I, I went um I started off with a cold in the morning and then I got to there uh, right about midday and hung around the museum for a while, um, loitering and stuff. And then about three o'clock when I got to go in the car, I had a high fever and I was nearly passing out. So I decided that I should probably come home rather than make all of these people who'd been sleep deprived incredibly sick. Good, good. Uh, Then I was unconscious for a day. So didn't go exactly as planned, but 
Uh, we do have... We're going to be having a interview catch-up later on this week, which should be on next week's podcast with the winner from the 48-hour game comp. What else have you been doing this week? I've been... Uh, I've been watching horrible things on YouTube. I haven't been. I've just been playing more D and D. Because on Tuesday night, of course, we had our regular games over at Ace Comics oh, in, yeah. in Alderley. Uh, not in Alderley. You get Anna that wrong Lee. every week, and by every week I mean two because yeah, it's only had two episodes. But still, uh, and of course, next week we're starting more sessions. Um, so there's a new mm. store that's opened up over in Alderley, uh, which is the Magic Vault. Um, so I went and visited them uh, during the week, and it's a really nice space. Really nice Everyone space. Everyone check them out. Let's get into the review first. Yeah. Let's talk about our review because I know you've been you've been hankering to, to dig into this one. Okay. So Yeah, so it's it's a pretty typical uh This is this is Zenith for anyone that's catching up. Yeah, Zenith. Yeah. Um so Zenith uh Z E N I T H. Um Zenith is basically your pretty stock standard third person RPG kind of game. Um <coughs> <coughs> The image is dying. Um, yeah, tasty. Oh, yeah. Fran. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, you've got puzzles as combat. Um, uh, you, you play as a, uh, uh, basically, a young wizard. You know, you find a doorway. You find a staff. You then become a, like, a town's potion master and then get recruited into uh, uh, going on a quest. This game is ridiculous. The little it is. It is... The humor in the game—it's it like it's nearly like it was written by a fifteen-year-old Monty Python fan. Mm. Nearly, it's fantastic. Yeah, like for example, one of the monsters is called the Tenor Spider, and the spider—it's a giant spider—and as it leaps towards you, it just yeah, goes, just goes "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> <This is> fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, and the dialogue is just incredible. It's almost—you'd almost think that with the dialogue, they just this was a first draft. And they were like, oh, we'll come back and we'll, we'll tighten it up. And then they just never did. Yeah. It's because you have this uh, fantasy setting. Oh, it's, it's semi... There's, it's a, there's cyberpunk elements in the fantasy as yeah, well. There's some there's, weird like technological stuff. There's like a robot thing. Um, then, yeah. But yeah, you get the... Sen- like oh, Nearly all of the dialogue. Like Someone will go, hey, well, I've, I'm the king. I've come to help you guys. And someone will go, you're a dick. <laughs> They'll go, well, fuck you. I hate everyone anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, like like there's there's one exchange where uh, uh, one of the the like emperor's advisors is trying to tell him something and having a bit of a whinge. Oh, we shouldn't do this, and we or we we shouldn't take this particular action. And then the dialogue from the emperor is just like, "Well, I wouldn't have brought you if you were going to be a little bitch about it." <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate you. The emperor, Bill Murray. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I got a serious Bill yeah. Murray vibe from that that guy's portrait. Yeah, 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 um, which yeah. kind of also made the game even better for me when that happened. Yeah, um, I'm not far into it yet. Um, I would say, now I liked it. However, the the game itself, uh, the engine is not without its bugs. There were a couple that I encountered that were incredibly frustrating. The first one was one of the save points didn't work. I played for like an hour and saved and then came back in and my save was right at the beginning of the very game. Even though I saved it like three times to make sure because it doesn't really give you any feedback when you first save. Yeah, I I didn't encounter any (sighs) bugs really. I mean, I got stuck in a box. Yeah, there's things like that. And a tree. But you can pick up the boxes and, you know, like you have like a special movie, you can just explode everything around you. And like, I didn't, I I don't have that. I, I I didn't encounter any real bugs, not really. Um, um, uh, in well, I mean, it depends what you're comparing to. If you're comparing it to an Ubisoft game, there's no bugs at all. It's practically no bugs whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
there, there were a couple little glitchy things. They didn't really, apart from the save bug, they don't really impede your progress much. They're no. just minor frustrations. It is, it's a good game. It's well put together, it's definitely for an indie game. Um, I, I actually found I couldn't really play it for too long. Um, it, the, to me, like the controls, for example, feel like you require a lot of effort, if that makes yeah. sense. So, um, because it is, it's not clunky is not the right word. Sluggish, maybe, um, because it, the movement can be a little bit tricky. Now, I'm not sure because I didn't plug one in. It could be a game that is uh, work on a controller. Um, uh, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just noticing the, no, the way the, spell, the spells are set up. You've got up, down, left, right, four-way spells, and it had a had a kind of feel to it. I think it might work. It's it's on more, that level. It's dual more stick. like you know when you move right, and you you first like press say the 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 move right key. It takes him a second to sort of take off. Like they've built it in so that oh he just doesn't just start running. He has like a bit of a, a build up to speed, which is fine. But when you're in combat. That can be a little bit tricky. Um, things like uh, when you do like a, a, a roll across the ground, um, when he st- when he sort of comes up, he s- dead stops and then goes again. It's just little things like that to me were just a little bit clunky, um, a little bit sluggish. But so I, I found that when I was playing it, it wasn't a very smooth, fast-paced action kind of controls. Mm. It's still, it was satisfying. Oh yeah, I've, I, s- I've certainly played clunkier games yeah I, I just found but, that, that that I only really wanted to play it for maybe an hour or two I think and what the, you find the dialogue is, is there's a lot of dialogue yeah I know which is fine because it's funny dialogue but it's yeah it's it's almost like half reading a book The that is actually one of the only things that was frustrating about having to restart because mm, I had to reread all, all the dialogue because you can skip it Not but easily. you can't instantly skip it you got to it's, it's got the um, Final Fantasy style like the dialogue starts to scroll and you click and then it finishes scrolling quicker yeah and, yeah. I, and I realize this would probably increase the budget of the game but um, I voice think acting. voice acting would have been a Did lot I happen better. to know a company that would have done a fantastic job yeah. on that but um, uh, yeah no, I, I think voice acting would have been amazing any, any game developers if anyone's listening that's what my company does Vocal Horde we do voice acting for video games plug over okay I'm done back to the podcast now <laughs> give me money please um, yeah no, that, yeah. I think that would have made this uh, would have easily you know at least notched it up an extra couple of points on the on, on the ranking because um, yeah because everything else about it was great like the puzzles yeah. were tricky but not overly tricky um, like, you know, like they, they did require a little bit of thinking at least they, they weren't yeah. like you need to walk over these four buttons in a line yeah like, okay what yeah I mean it wasn't far beyond that but I mean it's not a it's not supposed to be a puzzle game no exactly it's uh, I think the description says it is it is literally the game is there for the story it's not an open world go and explore one mm. it's very much on rails but it's that's good that's I fine. like that yeah and, and the <laughs> and I think there's a little bit of balance issues with uh, with the combat because you consistently get your ass handed to you by everything, um, yeah. even like just a say a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. spiders <laughs> when they yeah, forge you. Yeah, with, millions with, of the fighters. Yeah, but but see, a single spider will jump in and take you down to half health. And you're like, I mean, come on, like they are very big. Still though, <laughs> they are very. So big. you end up drinking a lot of potions. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing, except the gear is quite expensive at the beginning of the game so as a result you tend to not buy any gear it's yeah. all potions which is which is eh. where the death yeah where the death comes from but no it's um 
It's a, it's yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth checking mm. out. I can't remember the price tag on it. Uh, I know on good old games, it's 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 a good thirty percent cheaper than it is on Steam. Yeah, I can't remember which um, was it. It wasn't much. We should, <clears throat> we should probably look that up. Yeah, I'll just look that up. Yeah, you just look it up now. Yeah. But yeah, basically, in in a nutshell, good game. Liked it. Ten out of ten would bang again. No, you get. <laughs> Dear God, man. <laughs> Okay, so you've got. Uh, we're here with Alex from Level Up Dice. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Hey, good yourself. Excellent. Very what good. What should I say? Yourselves. He's just he's browsing on his phone because he's in. No, I'm looking at what mesmer means. I, oh, okay. <laughs> to the to the okay for the listeners out here, we're gonna gonna start off this. We'll actually get into the important stuff in a minute. Um, I picked up on something that Alex said a little bit earlier, which was there was a podcast that he used to be on, and he was the lead mesmer in that podcast for Guild Wars Two. Now I'll explain to Reese what Guild Wars is and what Guild Wars 2 an extension I know of that what is, it is it's it's a magic class um Alex to cue and why I had a, a slight um little fit before uh my wife and I we didn't meet on Guild Wars 1 but it it was a large part of our early relationship <laughs> and we were very very heavy Guild Wars 2 players until my daughter kept watching us play it and wanted an account and we couldn't afford to buy one and we just kind of put it aside for a while. See, so. I had a similar experience with when I met my wife and uh, Baldur's Gate, the original Baldur's Gate, was a fairly large part of our relationship as well. Jeez, when I met my wife, I, I just, I met a salsa dancing, I literally swept her off her feet. Ah, that's, see, that's the way. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, you guys have got positive experiences. So, so did I you or your wife play a mesmer at all? Uh, my wife is a mesmer. I've got, I've got a so mesmer character. Is, is, my wife, she so is always yeah, if she ever played the confusion build before it got nerfed, then that was my build. Um, I think she did, actually. Her name was Killia. Killia D was me. So <laughs> she probably played my build. <laughs> I'm, I am just so proud to actually be talking to someone who did something that they needed to patch to, uh, <laughs> to yeah. fix what it did. That's fantastic. Yeah, see, I, I never quite got into Guild Wars 2. I played WoW for a while. Um, uh, and every, was, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, well, no, everyone played. No, but well. see, but see, the um, the, homeless the, people played well. Yeah, true. But the guild, the guild, <laughs> the guild that we're in, um, uh, we actually got a few, like, uh, I think world records. Um, yeah, we, we were the um, I can't remember now. It was it's an eight the, man, eight man guild, isn't it? So we're we're just doing a like a, a nerd penis at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is basically it's well, like, okay, put well, it away. Well, if we really want. Okay, if we want to go balls deep, <laughs> no, I, uh, no. Okay, no, no. Let's. How about like we'll, we'll talk to Alex about you know <laughs> love, love dice, which is the reason. So, I'll challenge you to that. <laughs> exactly. Now, look, um, I I won't give a summary. I'll actually let you, Alex, sum up what level up dice is and what you do. Um, we've got a bunch of questions, but I figured best to hand over to you to just give a bit of bit of an introduction on the company. Sure, sure. Uh, so, levelupdice.net. Uh, we use a .net because someone originally purchased a .com but never used it. Uh, it <laughs> That's okay. That's why I own smegheads.net <laughs> for exactly the same reason. So. And when .com ends up finishing up, we'll pick it up uh, unless someone decides to buy it and then try to sell it to us for a million dollars. And then we just go, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's normal. So we, we sell, um, for lack of a better term, we're calling them luxury dice. Uh, awesome dice, amazing dice, whatever you want to call it. Mainly dice made out of semi-precious stones and high-quality metals. Now, to really understand a bit about the business, I'll tell you how guys how it started. So, last year in October, I'd gotten a great chance for a voluntary redundancy. I used to work for a bank. Don't hold that against me. Oh, that's okay. And, you, got, um, you got out too late. <laughs> Reese is walking out of the room. <laughs> He's gone. He's left. So. 
<laughs> so I was, I was writing a book at the time and um, had no idea what I was going to do. I took a month off to sort of just do some stuff that I'd wanted to do, designing a board game, that sort of stuff. And um, I turned to the wife one day and said, I'd like a really nice fancy set of dice. And she goes, okay, go buy one. So I jumped online and there was a company which will remain nameless over in the US that was selling a really nice metallic set of dice that I wanted. And they wanted to charge me, including shipping, like $300. And I wow. said, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And we've got friends and family in manufacturing. And we've, you know, there's a lot of background with a lot of our friends there as well. And I turned to her and I just out of the whim said, you know, we could probably do it better and cheaper. And she just turned and said, okay, let's do it. And I was like, you sure? And she's like, yes. And next thing you know, we're making dice. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's excellent. So it's all about bringing really cool really um, amazing dice without having that crazy price tag. But more importantly, uh, and the industry of luxury dice for the last like five years, the mentality is you have to wait for cool dice. You either have to go to a Kickstarter and wait three to six months or longer, mm. or certain companies, which again, we won't mention any names, who you pay and then you have to wait until they make them. So we're, we're changing that whole scene and we're doing the dice ourselves first. So I, I, I label it as... I've got confidence in the dice in my stock, in my in what I'm making, that I can put money forward and then I'll sell it to you guys, mm. as opposed to being unsure or don't trust in the, the industry. And so that when you buy from us, you get it straight away. There's nothing worse than dropping, you know, $100, $200 on a set of dice and having to wait forever to get them. Yeah, exactly. Well, they look amazing. Oh, I've, I've, I've and oh, as you know, because I first came across you guys at um, Comic-Con uh, earlier in the yep. year. And, okay, I'm not... I'm not a regular D&D player. I've, I think I've made it to one of those. As a warlock. However, however... As a warlock named Ash Burnworthy. That was it, yes. But you didn't um, take any fire spells. I did. Well, you know, <laughs> I was drunk. Um, but th- those well, dice... We played like, <clears throat> oh, we, we, we all did. Like, Reese, yeah. Um, I, I, I know, but the problem is I haven't, I haven't played it too much. But that said, those dice... I could buy millions of them just to swim around in Scrooge McDuck style. Those are the nicest dice. Uh, Puck, um, what was that? What was that one that you loved? The really beautiful. Uh, one? I'm trying to find it. I'm just actually scrolling through your stock right now. I super heavy one. Yes, it's one of our oil colors, which we were the first in the world to release, which is pretty awesome for an Australian company. Um, and that was called our Galaxy, I believe. No, 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 no. It, was, uh, right. it had one of the um, the, the the mineral sounding names. <laughs> well, that that helps. <laughs> like that's they awesome. all have a mineral. Uh, what what, what color? I'll, I'll help round it down a bit more. Lapis lazuli, sandstone, opalite. Uh, opalite's one that sort of changes color. Oh, are you talking about um, labradorite? Yes, yes, that's the one. That's the. Oh one. my god! So, I would build. I was told it couldn't be done. Um, and there'd been one made, one dice made by uh, a collector in Germany. He made his own D6, and he loves pips. And so he'd made one by hand, and that was the only lapis lazuli I ever found being made online. And we were told, oh, you can't make it because it's such a flaky um, stone. For anyone who actually knows stones, it's very, very hard to work with. Mm. So, of course, you tell me it can be done. Guess what? We'll get it happening. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, that one was yeah. amazing. Labradorite. Lovely. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So, so, have you got those ones? Like, are you selling those? Yes, we are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every, any, any listener, levelupdice.net. Go and check that out. Look for, especially that one. Like, yet yeah, by all means, look at all the other dice because they're all beautiful. But that one, everyone needs to go and see that one. It is amazing. Um, and, and you guys are at all the, as far as I can tell, you're basically at all the major cons, all the supernovas, all the Comic Cons, etc. 
over the next month, so from now to the end of November, we're next week we're at AMC in Melbourne. And then two weeks down the track, we've got our crazy month, which we've got PAX in Melbourne, followed by Brisbane Supernova, followed by Adelaide Supernova, all in three weeks. Oh, wow. And, and, course, we, and we drive that. Right? Yeah, and of, course, and of course, we're going to be catching up in PAX. Uh, we will. Yeah. Um, in fact, we, uh, we might actually do a podcast from PAX. I won't. We will. Well, uh, great. <laughs> I, have a, I have a unique, uh, unique fun disorder, which stops me from being able to fly. So if I go to PAX, I have to drive to PAX. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, we'll take you the second half of the way. Just make your baby down to Sydney. <laughs> um, now, and one another thing you I wanted to ask on all the releases at PAX. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, nothing I wanted to ask about because um, Puck mentioned to me the other day was he said something about luxury dice parties, and I went, "That sounds yes. intriguing." Tell us about that. All right. So just to get the image into everyone's head, take gamers, dice, and Tupperware. Mix it all together, and you get a luxury dice party. Wow! <laughs> so that literally sounds like a a riot. We we rock up. You get um, ten or more people together. Um, we come to whatever venue yeah. you are. We play a bunch of games. So everything from beer, beer pong with dice um, to uh, like war with dice. You name it. We've got about five or six different games we play, and we give out free um, gifts, free dice, that sort of stuff. And then whoever's running it. Will usually just like in Tupperware, they'll get um, benefits for everyone purchasing dice, so they can get their own dice discounts and everything else. Or if it's like a club, what we do is we give like a a discount for everyone in the club instead, so that everyone can benefit from us coming out and uh, having a bit of fun. Oh wow! Well, we uh, uh, very mm, gently put the idea into uh, and a Dutch potato over the uh, the weekend and uh, everyone's lost their mind <laughs> uh, so I dare say uh, your number of 10 <laughs> yeah okay how many how many <laughs> we'll probably have 20 or 30 people who, at the minimum who want to come along to that oh you get everything like, from the everyone from the labyrinth event mm-hmm that's huge yeah that'd be more than that yeah so <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm seriously looking for a, a team to sponsor from Sydney to come up and do the labyrinth, uh, labyrinth event. Yeah, when I mentioned nope. that, okay. Imagine like the sports car shirts, and we'll put like the decals on oh, it. Yeah. That's else. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so just just to get, to bring everyone up to scratch, uh, up, up to speed, uh, we uh, in January January fifteenth up here in Brisbane, we're hosting a an event that we're calling Labyrinth of the Gods. So basically, it's a custom campaign that we're running uh team-based competitive DD. so everyone starts in somewhere different in a giant labyrinth uh we're writing up mm, somewhere between 150 and 250 different rooms for this labyrinth and the idea is that you move from room to room different encounters different challenges uh and eventually you will encounter other teams and you guessed it there's pvp so uh, you get points uh, for achieving certain objectives, certain challenges, uh, including killing other players. So at the end of that, we will have prizes. Uh, and of course, Alex has uh, uh, very generously offered to sponsor the event. Uh, so we'll have uh, some of their products as prizes, uh, along with some other sponsors as well. So it should be a fantastic event. We can take mm, probably about 80, maybe 80 or 90 people in the in the venue that that's going to be quite epic. Mm. So be awesome. yeah, it should be fantastic. Uh, and Alex, what he mentioned before was uh, is bringing up a New South Wales team uh, to and sponsoring a New South Wales team to come up and verse a Queensland team. So while we're in packs, we might have to find a Victorian team <laughs> and so on and so forth. Oh my god! 
<clears throat> I'll bring some advertising to me when I go to Supernova Adelaide, see if we can get an SA team. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. <laughs> You know what would work really well is maybe the uh, Week up here in Thursday before Supernova Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're going to be up there good. anyway. Yep. No, so yeah. anyone anyone that's interested on uh, anyone that's piqued the interest of who's actually listening now, uh, hi, what are we up to? Like eight now? Um, no, <laughs> I think we're up to three hundred or four hundred yeah, or something. Um, we have about three hundred uh, uh, overall subscribers, I think, at the moment, which is pretty good. I've never had that many people in my life listen to anything I've said. Great. Um, but no, uh, anyone that's interested, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or any of the other mediums we've got there. We'll be dropping details about those events. We're going to put in the links to Luxury Dice so you can go and have a look through there. They are absolutely beautiful and definitely check them out wherever you are, uh, whichever Supernova, Comic-Con, PAX, whatever event you are nearby, check them out. Um, do you have a, on your on your website, do you have a uh, schedule of which events you're at? I, I was only looking at the dice. We do. There's a calendar there. As well, does Fantastic. anyone ever get to it the calendar? Be at the top there. Or do they get stuck looking at all the pictures? It should say calendar at the top. Hopefully, I, I literally I looked at the menu and went, "Oh, there's a menu. Oh, there's dice." And just like dove straight into the dice. Um, and I must have spent an hour and a half just going through them. And hey, Reese, Pucks Pucks learned how to use the internet. <laughs> so it's a great day. Who's about to? You can throw. I've just thrown the link into our chat for the Labradorite picture as well, so you can put that onto the ah oh, fantastic. We're going to as well. Link everyone to that, so everyone go and check that out like as soon as possible. That will be great. And I think um I reckon if uh, Puck will be down at PAX, so there'll be some live pod. Well, live. I'll say live. There'll be some podcasting happening for him in there, so I'll get him to catch mm-hmm. up with you while they're down there, and I'll probably catch up with you again at uh, Supernova. That'd be great. See if we can get Nathan fill in on the uh, podcast. That'll never happen. Ever. Uh, fantastic. I am, I am designing a special set just for him because I'm going to go visit him. Oh, wow. No, that's a... <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, I, I may have a slight fanboy-esque um, when it comes to him. Yeah, I, yeah no. no that's <laughs> perfectly understandable. I have a feeling I'm going to get up there. Because um, another thing for that as well, it's uh, my wife and I met um, Alan Tudyk when he was here. Uh, when mm-hmm. my daughter was just born, and our daughter is called Kaylee, and that's why she's called Kaylee. And he was like, "This is so cool." And we're talking. He's re- he's a really nice guy. We're talking to him for quite a while, um, because it was at which event was that? It was a ga- there was Gamescom up in Brisbane. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was very poorly advertised. And I think maybe two hundred people went, and they had some really good guests. Around two years, and then it just got canned. But um, there was no one there at the booth. So he was just literally, he walked out from the booth and just started wandering around the floor talking to people because there's nothing else to do. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably get up to Nathan and go, my daughter's Kakali. And he's like, oh, it's nice. I'll just sign this and you can get away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is the next 10 people. Move on. <laughs> exactly. Everyone, everyone that's coming through there has got a child. <laughs> that's going to be... Third most popular female name two years ago, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think past ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we uh, 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 when we were naming our kids, we because you know what's really easy to name It's a girl. You know it's really hard to name is a boy. Corbin. Oh, well, Alan. yeah. Yep. Association, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> call Khaleesi and join everyone else now. Okay. There you go. <laughs> In rounding up, everyone visit the website. Check it out. Check out some of the other links we've put down there and catch up with them. Uh, level up dice if you're at any of the conventions coming up. If you're a hermit, you live at home and never come outside, just go to the website. Check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you very, very much for your time today. It's been great speaking with you. My pleasure. Thanks, Alex. Uh, now, some of the other stuff 
is there was a there's, there's a couple little indie games that I've been playing now. One of them is it's actually a PlayStation game, so you'll never get to play it, Pog. Oh. Um, but I own a Wii. You, is it on Wii? Is it, yeah. Nothing's on Wii. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't even you own a, No, you lost your Wii. You own a Wii U. You're one of the special seven people that bought a Wii U. No, I found it. Oh, the Wii? Yeah. Good. Now throw it away because I have a Wii U now. But <laughs> That's terrible. The games on the Wii are better than the ones on the Wii U. It's way more games and they're all better. There's more games. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're better. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's okay. I'm sure Nintendo will find a way to But they're all backwards compatible else. anyway. So. I'm annoyed I used to be such a big Nintendo... Well, okay, first Sega... And then Sega got eaten by Nintendo, so I'm a Nintendo fan. I'm wearing a Mario shirt right now. Okay. Well, well see, my, but, my my first console was a uh, was a Mega Drive. Yeah, it was mine too. Yeah. So Sonic. I still remember first Christmas we got Sonic. That was actually no whole new world. Master System. Master System. No, Sonic was System. actually harder on Master System. I was PC before that. Commodore sixty four. Uh, oh, Vic twenty. Mm. <laughs> okay, so now we've finished <laughs> comparing those. Uh, no, but th- this is a game that. It's an indie game. It's called She Wants Me Dead. Okay? Good, now, good. the premise of this game is there's a cat. And this cat is this bachelor guy's cat. Um, and essentially, it gets sick of being knocked out of bed or not being fed on time and stuff like that. Oh, so, it decides to kill the master oh in the God, most... So by this huge gauntlet of ridiculous traps, spikes, swinging blades, stuff like that. So you're the master and you have to try and actually make your way through this cat's like gauntlet of horror. <laughs> but the, the unique thing about the game is there is a song um, which you call She Wants Me Dead. The game was written around this song. I was doing a little bit of reading on it. Um, and it's, it's fantastic because every single level, this song will play in the background. Now, if you don't die... The full song plays and all of the traps move to the beat of the song. So you have to synchronize what you're doing with the beat of the song. And so it's nearly a rhythm game. It's not quite. Um, However, when you die, it isolates different parts of it. So you might get just the drum track with some horns and then the next time you might get things. So the more you die, it actually changes the music a bit. So it's not overly repetitive. That's cool, I do. Um, I quite like the song. It is an earworm. It gets stuck in your head forever. But uh, especially once you've spent like an hour sitting in front of the TV going, <laughs> trying to get through these levels. Uh, it was good. Anyone that's got a uh, PS4, check that out. Really like that one. It's not on um, PC? I don't believe so. I believe reaches for your phone. Here you go. Check it out. Hang on. It, um, might, it, might, be on, it might be on Wii U. It, uh, nothing's on Wii U. Mario's on Wii U. It's because I don't know. Mario's on everything. That's true. Everything yeah. Nintendo has has at least 15 Mario games. What a whore. Uh, yeah. No, PS4 only. Did you good. actually... Oh, heard it's on the Steam. Other it's on Steam. It is? Oh, check it out. Check it out on Steam. Really... Well, I know what I'm doing. It's fun. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting uh, segue there. Did you know that they, they were discussing some stuff about Mario and it was revealed that said, oh, you know, not much is... We don't reveal much about Mario and, you know, his background or any information on him. But they did reveal that he's 25 years old. Which I would have never picked. I thought Mario's like, you know, 40. Oh, mid-40s, angry plumber. Um, well, I always picture the incredibly bad, th- but also kind of cool movie no, that had nothing to do with Mario cool. Don't say it was cool. It wasn't cool. It was a okay. horrendous <laughs> movie. <laughs> it was a train wreck, but that's why it was enjoyable. <laughs> I'm speaking to... Okay. 
I'm speaking to a person here that I know seeks out movies like Sharknado yeah, because they're so good because they're awful. Yeah, another shout out to Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, we love you. It's been a terrible thing. Oh, um, here's, I do have a movie that you can watch. Here's, here's a train work. And um, it, it came out apparently earlier on this year. They made a Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> Wait, no, even better with Dolph Lundgren as the main guy. Oh my God, that's so good. It, it's, it must be the worst movie. I have not seen All it. Right. It's got to be bad. Is it? <laughs> is it a theater release? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm pretty sure that that wouldn't have made a theater release. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, we'll just add it to the list. Add it to the <laughs> list of horror. Yeah, seek it out and find it. There are a variety of other horrible, horrible movies I, I watch like that. I, I can tell you one thing. Um, between that and the video I found on YouTube of of Baker Cat, the little. Uh, it's not an emoji. It might be an emoji. There's a little cat rolling dough. Uh, you know, on YouTube, you find people have done biz- like bizarre, crazy shit. Oh. It's it's a picture. It's an animation of a cat rolling dough for like 17 hours. Okay, I um, I don't understand. All right, one of our one of our new players, that does potato. Uh, uh, I added her on Facebook. That is one of the best things I've ever done. Um, uh, I she's a she's at uni. Right, so it's just a continuous stream of fantastic videos, and the last one, the one of the ones that you just put up, was um, uh, it's pictures of cats um, doing uh, 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 like fire tumbling, as in like sticks, what? sticks with the fire, well, like, like the stick with the two ends are on fire, and the cat is like twirling. Twirling the stick, it's like on its back, it like animation. No, it's just... real. It looks fantastic. Cats can't do that. It's m- it's multiple cats doing it. Cats this. do not work like that. <laughs> they don't do that. Well, yours does. Maybe you need to start teaching your cats how to do fire twirling. My cat couldn't do that. <laughs> My cat's fantastic, but he couldn't find a wall. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyone out there is listening? Because I know that a couple of you have hit us up and said to do a bit more of a focus on tabletop games. The next few weeks are going to be very heavily on that. We've actually got the developer um, of a indie tabletop game here in Brisbane uh, called Skyward. He's coming in next week to have a chat with us. I'm really looking forward to this one. And in the, and me- in the meantime, we have uh, Despicable Me Operation, I can see on the shelf. That's so my daughter's. Maybe we should play that. Okay. Well, we, no, we got Boss Monster Exploding Kittens. Actually, Exploding you know Kittens is okay, fantastic. Hang on. Actually, let's talk about Boss Monster. Yes. Because as far as table uh, like table like board games go, because I mean tabletop played on a tabletop counts. Uh, so <laughs> so Boss Monster, uh, we well I played that for the first time. Oh, I love oh, Boss Monster six weeks ago. Yeah, um, and that is a fantastic game. If you haven't played it, I've seen it on the shelf a few times and just never bothered picking it up. Um, but I, I'll, I'll let I'll let uh, sort of detail how okay. it works exactly. <clears throat> okay, essentially Boss Monster, you've got a you're essentially the designer of a horrible, evil dungeon. And you have cards which have dungeon rooms on them. You need to build out your dungeon over the course of turns. So each turn you get a certain amount of cards. You have to build out the dungeon with rooms that do damage or have horrific traps or monsters and stuff like that. And, and the idea is after you've dealt after you've done the hand and you've played that, then you have a pile of cards which are your hero cards. And the hero car- heroes are attracted to the dungeon with the most type of loot that they want so you might have a hero that's attracted to like gold or, or mage or something like that there's magical treasure or something and the player with the most amount of those they will the heroes as the delta is two at a time uh the hero will go to whichever you know person's dungeon and then they need to work through it and each room does 
does damage as the hero travels through. The idea is to kill all your heroes and have basically 10 dead heroes. Now, if five heroes make it to the end of your dungeon without taking damage, then you lose five lives and you're out. And then everyone continues to play. But it's just, it's fun. Mm. And the, the, the characters are great. And it's, it's, it, appear, it seems like it's complex when you first start playing it. And it's, it's actually not. Yeah, once you get into it, because yeah, uh, it took me a, I don't even know why, it took me a little time to wrap my head around it. But when I did, it was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes quite strategic. You can, you can get through a game in under an hour as well. Mm. And from memory, I don't think it's terribly expensive, is it? I think it's only about... How much? I think it's about $25. Something. Uh, I think I've seen it. Game traders and places like that have about 15 20 bucks. Yeah, and yeah. And you yeah. probably get it on... Um, yeah. .com for uh, around about 10 bucks. That's, I can't remember the Well, I'm pretty sure that you can get it at Ace Comics and the Magic Vault. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty they, sure. They, they well, that's that's where I bought... There's a, there's a few things that I got there. That's where I got my zombie dice, I believe. Zombie dice, if no one's played that play it it's a great like 10 minute game it's f- fucking fantastic that's where i got my cthulhu dice as well oh Could yeah, play yeah. That. um gloom have you played gloom no oh you've got to play gloom do you know what gloom is uh no well okay. i mean yes what <laughs> what well, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. no no i know I what mean, glo- yes i i know i know what gloomy things are but oh yeah delightful um no, okay, Gloom is a, is a game where... Uh, I haven't played it for ages, so I am paraphrasing from bad memories here. Uh, which means I could be inventing a new game right now. This might be nothing to do with what Gloom it is. So you, you get a board in talk, the middle I'm and just everyone... Gonna, you have talk to, for you have a second four, there, Puck. I'm just going to get, I'm just gonna get the box. You talk. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the news hour with, uh, with Puck. Uh, <laughs> all right, so he's got the box already. Um... I'd be really professional. I'm going to literally read the description off the box. So, in Gloom, you control the fate of an eccentric family of misfits. Your goal is sad but simple. Make your characters suffer the greatest tragedies possible before helping them pass on to the well-deserved respite of death. So, essentially, what you have, you have this set of characters and you win by killing all of them. And you need to kill them in the most horrific ways ever. And as part of the game, you essentially need to invent and come up with backstories around what's going on like that. I, I remember through my playthrough, I had uh, five or six of them. And uh, one of them was at a circus. And he had this, this intense fear of goats. And he was attacked and mauled by goats. And he got rabies. And then he was running into the, the village to try and get help. And all these bees just came at him. Um, but it is it is a beautiful game. It's a great one if you got four or five people. Don't play it with people that don't have any imagination because then they're just like, got a card that says he stood in something. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, good see, on you. See, when it comes to board games, I, I don't think you can have a better time. Really, like that's like you get a few drinks in you, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. That's, well, get a few drinks in Cards Against Humanity will cause walls oh, to collapse. Yeah. See the one that but um, this is good, and the cards. The cards are beautiful. Look at this. I'm going to rub these cards all over oh, wow. you because they're like special like yeah, plastic really nice. cards. All right. That's a bit of an odd one. While bearded ladies are always popular, few people seem interested in Samson's remarkable deformity. <laughs> what? That's a, char- <laughs> that's a character card. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, the- we'll, we'll, we might play this live. We'll get, we'll get some of our uh, sponsors yeah, and people so. in to do a live playthrough of this because this would be a fantastic one for the, for the cast. Yeah, maybe around Supernova. We'll do a live stream of... Uh, yes. A live video stream. 
Excellent. Well, we've got um uh well, see there's a group of friend of my a, a, a group of my friends who um uh the board game that they just sort of get together once every month or so to play, which is uh one night uh ultimate werewolf. Ah yeah yeah. Oh, such a great game. I I used to run a um not a group. It was just people I know. Um, which I suppose is that a group? You just come over every Sunday to play a different new board game every single week and just try it out. We used to do that for that's we, an expensive. We used to do that before we had kids. Yeah, no, we found that the kids more or less took care of themselves, kind of. Yeah, it's got to be a certain age, though. Yeah, yeah, true. But all of those, I recommend all of those. Boss Monster, great. Gloom, really fun if you're imaginative. Zombie Drive's really good for a quick game of something. Exploding Kittens, fucking great. I love that one. I keep seeing that one everywhere. Yeah. But uh, no, that that one's good. Now, I think I got segued before, but what I was actually... um, uh, what I was diving into was looking up in the video game world. NVIDIA has um, started... I can't remember if they're sponsoring or they're actually doing it. The first live stream esports games to VR headsets. So... Interesting. There's a couple ways of looking at doing it. Games where... Um, you know how they have the large stadiums uh, for esports? Essentially, mm-hmm. StarCraft competition, stuff like that. Uh, everyone will sit around and do it, but not everyone can go to them because obviously they're only in certain countries at certain times. It's a pain in the ass. So I usually just watch them on Twitch. Uh, what they're looking at setting up progressively is live-streamed VR. So you can put the helmet on and you can sit like in the crowd and watch all of the action as it's happening and you see the screen up there and you can turn around and see other people, which is is pretty cool. Um, the second level to that they're doing is for the Counter-Strike competitions. You can actually just wander around the Counter-Strike level while the other players are like shooting each other. They can't see you. That's a fantastic uh, That is great. However, yeah. however, it got me thinking because I've got the Oculus is in that, that cupboard and you haven't had a play with that yet. Not yet. But... One of the things that I imagine that would maybe cause a stroke or something to that effect is latency is not good on a VR headset. It's the worst thing you can have. So in Australia, I'm not sure what will happen if people start to view these live stream events because if you get enough stuttering, you'll just have thousands of people vomiting. It's it's awful. Um, But really cool idea. Like I like the idea that you can just basically walk around in VR and watch the players do what they do. Mm. Uh, it'd be great for Counter-Strike and COD. Maybe it'd be good for COD too. If we have any COD players out there playing COD. God, filthy. They wouldn't be listening to this show. Filthy animals. <laughs> they'll, just be, they'll just be in the dark in their parents' <laughs> basement, completely naked playing COD in the dark, in the wet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I have against COD players. Me neither. I used to play COD. I used to play Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm being distracted by your shirt. Buck has a shirt with a, with this enormous George Costanza face on it right now. And every few minutes, I just <laughs> see the face and I completely forget what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a there's another game I'll put a put a drop-in mention to anyone on Steam because I believe it's free. It's called Think to Die. It's a uh, puzzler on Steam, which the goal is, uh, much like Gloom, to, to kill your character. You have a level with a puzzle you have to get through. And the puzzle is basically, I'm standing in a level and I need to kill myself. How do I kill myself? That's how wow. you progress through the level. This is a very dark game, but it's quite good. Yeah, wow. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, the only other thing I want to talk about is uh, we've got a couple of interesting things planned. Uh, from Dutch Potatoes' perspective, coming up uh, end of November. 
What are you doing? So we, we have a new event coming up. So we're calling it the Rainforest Retreat. I think I mentioned it last uh, last week. Um, oh, the Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. So we find a Cabin in the <laughs> Call Woods. Call it Cabin in the Woods. It sounds but, so much cooler. But it's kind of developed a little bit more than that now. So we know now what we're Rape Dungeon do. in the Woods. Rape Dungeon in the Woods. Ooh, yeah. With uh, D&D. <laughs> Is there any other kind? Um, Survivor wins. It's like the Hunger Games. Except There's um, one group that I DM for who, for some reason, just consistently have sex with every NPC. Um, it's like, oh, they attack you. We'll have sex with it. Like, can you... No. Do they need to do like a stat check before they like dive in and do that? No, I mean, performance... Performance <laughs> is charisma. No, based on based on a lot of the people I went to high school with, charisma is not a big factor. No. Oh god. No. Not if you're like a half orc or something. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, so what we're going to do is we're down there obviously from Friday morning to Sunday afternoon. So um, we're going to have uh, mini campaigns, so mini games that we play. So one to two hours. So the DMs can swap in and out and go and play. But what we'll do is we'll basically theme each of the games. So, for example, we might have a game where all the characters play as barbarians, right? Or we might have a game where everyone plays as an evil character and you have That'd to much defeat the heroes who are standing in the That's way of you destroying the town. That's much more fun. Um, and whatever else we can come up with. So, um, I mean, look, strongly encourage everyone to come along to that. Um, the cost of the event is slipping my mind um, I'm, I'm going to strongly encourage every not not everyone to come along to that yeah we can have like 40 people come along to that house yeah but if there's 300 plus people listening to this <laughs> you're going to have an interesting okay only the cool people no actually, oh, okay. wait a minute that's too few don't do uh, that okay. <laughs> oh. alienating your audience yeah shame no. Um, yeah, Fantastic. No. Well, we've got we have thirty six places available. There are I think it's three different houses that have bedrooms in them that are all sort of part of the same. I don't want to say the word compound because that gives uh, the wrong impression. But so um, hang on, so <laughs> so you've you've now got a cabin, a, no, a rape dungeon in the wo- a compound <laughs> rape dungeon in the woods. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is how cults start. This is how this shit happens in America, where like. Actually, there are there is a video going around at the moment where someone in America, some Fox News presenter, does a uh, an interview with someone, and they mention du- uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know why, um, and yeah, they they bring up the idea that um, oh, it's it's Satan worship. Now, anyone who oh, that happens all the time. There's lots of radio shows over there. Just the, the Pokemon guy did that. But anyone who ever has played D and D, it is so far from that. Like it it doesn't even come close to it. Yeah, but this happened in the eighties. Well, it started happening again, game. but but uh, a lot in the eighties, you had uh, a lot of people going around and saying, "Oh, it's it's the work of the devil" or stuff like this. But it's I'm, it's not a thing that even happens with with new things. Like I know Pokemon Go when that came out. Wow, Google Google Pokemon Go satanic or Pokemon Go demons and stuff like that. One of them is this. Uh, really? Yeah. There's this. I didn't oh, see that. there's this fantastic video. There's this crazy old guy who's on a radio show, and he starts off sounding. Um, he kind of, you know what Donald Trump does where he starts off like he sounds like he's going to say something sane and then you just go, what the fuck? (laughs) Very similar. And it's like, he starts off and goes, well, these new games that are coming out, you see, where you've got all of these wonderful modern technology. And, you know, you go in five minutes from there and he's like, and the problem is all of these kids are being taken away from playing these horrible games. And then by the end of the interview, he's like, demons are fucking them in the ass. (laughs) 
and everyone's dying. Everyone's going to go to hell. These demons in their pocket. And then the announcer's going, oh, thank you very much. That's all we have time. No, you're all going to burn. <laughs> all of you. And it's just, it's horrible. But that's the same thing that happened with D&D. Back in the day, so I'm, I'm saddened to see that that's happening again. So come out to the rainforest retreat. <laughs> so, so um, you're making an interesting case here. Yeah. Uh, that you should just throw into the conversation. And they thought it was demonic. By the way, come to my secret cabin in the woods for mm-hmm. three days. Yeah, so the so the cost of the event is $125 for the weekend. Um, uh, what we do is uh, uh, we are bringing along quite a lot of snacks. Rope. Um, some rope, gaffer. <laughs> Um, uh, cable ties yeah so basically all you need to sort of bring along if you uh, one of the guys is bringing along his meat smoker um, so uh, quite a few people uh, are basically throwing in just a few bucks to buy some meat um, and the, to pay for the wood um, otherwise uh, yeah there's a big industrial kitchen there so make whatever you want um, yeah it should be a good weekend that'll be interesting you should um you should do a on-site cast for that. That would be very interesting. Have a chat mm. to the players. We can include it in the show after that. And we'll we'll do a recap of how it went and who survived. Yeah, do like a, do like a podcast at the beginning of the event and the one at the end because there's no mobile reception. No, no. But that's fine. That's fine. Um, Is that really fine for, for people nowadays? Have you seen what happens to people without mobile reception for your kids today and you, you, your, your snap book and your face... Twitter and- yeah, there's nothing that makes you feel older <laughs> than when people start talking about all the different social medias that are out there that you know nothing about. Oh, when somebody says to me, um, or, or I say something, look at our Facebook page, and the kid's like, oh, oh is this for old people? I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Facebook was on the verge of like when it came out. I was like, all everyone younger than me is like, oh, it's on Facebook. It's fantastic. But then now everyone younger than me is old. Yeah, there's um uh, uh, th- th- there's a group I DM for and um uh, dead set there are a number of nights when I went home to my wife and I'm like I didn't understand a word they said. It's... They're talking about cool stuff. They're talking about cool stuff, man. Yeah, you I... got to get up to up to up on the lingo and all of the cool things. Oh, it just feels like a lot of work. Your vines and your twitters, mm. they're not new. Twitter's dying. No. Twitter is going down. Maybe MySpace will come back. <laughs> yeah. I've My, still got a MySpace page it's, it's somewhere. It's still there somehow. <gasps> what about GeoCities? Is yeah. it still there? They keep Tripod? <laughs> My, 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 MySpace keep uh, appointing new CEOs. That has to be the most... Uh, 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 demotivating job to walk okay. the CEO if, like if you have was, to fix MySpace if like if this was a room if what? social media if social media networks were like members of the UN and they were in a council room you'd have like Facebook saying well we're gonna do this uh, now we've we've released these new features and they're fantastic and Twitter's like well we've we've made it so it's easier for people to send our data after a while if you listen really carefully in the background you hear this guy going hey hey guys hey I'm <laughs> MySpace is doing pretty well. Yeah. We're getting some good traction on Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Jeeves has got us right at the top. Wow. Ask Jeeves. I haven't asked Jeeves anything in a long time. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk to Ask Jeeves anymore. Jeeves was great. He knew uh, he knew nothing. What about uh, Wolfram Alpha? What happened to that project? That's that's still around. It's still around, but the problem is that it do anything. Yeah, because it's useful for like working out like calculations and stuff. Yeah. So it's I mean, meant to do way more than that. Well, it does technically do it, but f- Google's pretty clever now. So for the yeah, most Google's... part, it can just work out what you want anyway. That's exactly. It. Don't go up against Google, kids. 
And that's that's it. Yeah. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I've, uh, I think one of the only other one that is worth mentioning in that group is, uh, you remember Diaspora? I think they're finally that launching. They about, well, it must have been five years ago, six years ago, they suddenly came out of nowhere and went, we're taken on Facebook with a social media network that respects your privacy and the stuff. And they had, a, they got a bunch of media attention at the time. And they went, cool, it's nearly finished. And that was it. And then like a year later, they're like, we're still developing it. Yeah, it's nearly finished, guys. And by that point, everyone go, we don't mm. fucking care. So many things have come and gone since that. And I'm pretty sure they're about to launch. I really like what they try to do. But in the IT world, if you don't do something quickly, you may as well not do it at yeah, all. Yeah, but no one really cares. No one cares people, about anything on the internet. People, Welcome to the 21st century. Nobody cares about anything. People barely care about Facebook. When people get on Facebook, the reason is not because I've got to get on Facebook. The reason is, no, oh, everyone's, everyone's on already Facebook. here. Yeah. yeah, but no. If you speak to someone about Facebook, generally they'll go, oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook and I make some posts. However, have you been in this situation? You speak to someone and like you can say to someone, this same person in a different context, oh, are you on Facebook? And they go, yeah, check in and I post a little bit stuff, but I'm not on there much. I kind of hate it. Um, however, that same person, if like something happens in their life and you go, how are you going? And they go, oh, my wife died. You go, oh shit, really? And they're like, you didn't know? I put it on Facebook. Why did you read my fucking page? I'm, I hate you now. The, the, Go away. The pain is actually trying to organize an, an event. Oh, and, yeah, because so, there's always that one guy that... Oh, no. When, I, when we first started doing Dutch Potato events, we'd set up an event and I get emails from someone. Oh, can you just email me when there's a change to the event? Like, no. No. No, you know what? No. <laughs> get on Facebook and just subscribe to the event. Be a sheep. Yeah. Be the sheep. Live the sheep. Because I can just go there and put the information in one place. I don't want to then have to email you and to go, oh, by the way, we've Can Hootsuite this. do that with events or is it just for posts? No. Uh, no, they need to create an app that just... Question, actually. They need to have an app that just does everything to every medium. Mm. All of them. New ones, old ones, doesn't matter. Ones that are even prototype, doesn't matter. You put your event somewhere here. It's on Eventbrite. It's on Facebook. It's on... What's that? Pod one? We'll just call it Pod. Podbean. Pod. That's a... That's a um, <laughs> Podcast. It's a podcasting thing. It says, where the fuck is your inverted podcast? Podbean. I, I just did it. Is it Podbean? Podbean. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, look, that might Shut be... Shut up. It. Nobody cares that- anymore. There was one more thing I'd like to mention. There's a special mention out. It's not news in gaming. IKEA has created a, uh, a flat pack assemblable house for uh, people in Ethiopia and countries that need, you know, like quick housing and stuff. Uh, now, I don't know how I feel about this. I think it's great. I'll just say, I think it's a great thing. It's a great idea and it solves serves a need. It's fantastic. But how many Allen keys? Are- well, they're some of the most... That's like the most common tool, surely. But Well, Allen keys grow on trees now. They come from the Allen plant. See, the good thing though is that they will... By doing that, they're probably going to spark off some kind of like, you know, I- divorce lawyer industry now in Ethiopia. I, <laughs> I like... The biggest fights my wife and I have ever had have been over IKEA furniture. Um, and now, she doesn't let me buy IKEA furniture because as soon as we get it home, I pull out the drill and my own screws and she's like, can you just please use the Allen <laughs> yeah, key? I'm like, no, that's we're not using that. And they get like little, uh, like little metal um, brackets and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used a... Um, I made one mistake because I've got a good, good battery drill in there, but one time I was assembling, I don't know, it was a set of shelves or something. Uh, my normal battery drill, the battery was failing. Uh, so I got the hammer drill 
And uh, <laughs> li- listeners, <laughs> listeners, just to uh, give not, you give you a tip here, you don't use a hammer drill when you're drilling in screws, and the hammer drill is on the maximum torque setting. Beautiful. Well, I got, I got, I actually on on IKEA, I actually got a message from uh, from a wife this afternoon. Uh, apparently, the uh, uh, there's a new IKEA opening up uh, in Northlex. What do you mean, apparently? You've lived in North Lakes. Okay. Yes, You've, I know, but apparently anyone now that has actually been opening anyone up. that has been near North Lakes in the past year would have seen the four hundred foot high IKEA sign on a bright blue background no, hanging over the it's highway. Been, it's been there for a while. It's meant to open before Christmas. But they've just so. announced that it's opening up in a few weeks. Yeah, no, they've announced that ages ago. Not- they kept saying it'll be before Christmas, we promise. Oh, I don't know. My wife's been following that pretty closely. And if the message is anything to go by, I'm pretty sure she had an orgasm when she sent it through to me. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't. I went to that Costco on launch day. Don't go to Ikea on launch day. No, we're it'll going be- there on launch day. Dude, it will, it'll be a violent riot of meatballs That's and blood. why we're going there. Terror. Horror. Allen keys everywhere. Strange oh, pieces of furniture called things like Frudhoyden will be... Sp- Smashed over people's heads. Mm. You okay. know, you know, like, you know, you know. Well, you know, North Lakes, you're, right? You're how much parking? Like this like how it's much, a bad thing to me. This sounds much, amazing. <laughs> how much parking is there in North Lakes? None, because the friggin' IKEA's <laughs> blocked it all off. Okay, so on the launch day, all oh, these no, no, people, no. all the car parks get opened up. The problem is the IKEA construction site has blocked off most of the parking. The IKEA construction... Well, no. The IKEA building replaced most of the parking. And then they built another car park and then blocked it off. Oh, They're opening all that up. That's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. It might work. Mm. I'm not going to be going into our uh, main studio that week because it's near North Lakes. And yeah. So... Uh, fire, flood and blood. So, thanks for tuning into the show, the podcast about uh, board games and uh, tabletop games and IKEA. Yeah, uh, apparently... <laughs> Just some oak and some pine and a handful of Norsemen. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Now, next week, we are going to be, as I said earlier, chatting with the developer of the Skyward tabletop game. We should also have an interview with the winner of the 48-hour game comp from this week. We'll also be reviewing a game, although we haven't picked it yet, so we can't tell you what that is. No, actually, I think next week is going to be a terrible week. Oh, yes, we're going to review some terrible games. We're going to pick the worst games on Steam, and we're going to review them, mm-hmm. because that's going to be fun. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. Cue ball out. Thank you very much. This is Puck. See you next week.